Welcome back to the Half Court Heap, and today we have our fifth episode that's about the NBA. There have been multiple storylines that we've been following throughout these cl- the course of the playoffs, and the first one we're going to talk about is the Eastern Conference Finals. So, so far we have the Heat and the Celtics that are going to be playing, and I think, honestly, it's a really interesting matchup for like a variety of reasons. First, Boston's number two in the NBA in defending three, and Miami, they have three-point shooters all around from Tyler Hero to Duncan Robinson to Jimmy Butler. Their whole team can just shoot, so it's going to be really interesting to see how Boston can defend it. And secondly, you got Miami, who's really deep with Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, Kelly Olenek, all on their bench, versus the top-heavy team of people like Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. They don't really have a lot of depth with Celtics, but they have a very top-heavy, talented team, unlike the Heat. And when you look at the styles of play also, it's very contrasting because the Heat have a hard, tough, grinding style of play while it's smooth and skillful for the Celtics. So do you guys have anything else that you think is going to go on in the series? And what's your predictions and any insight you guys have? I think the series will be very interesting considering you're going to see the two coaches, two elite coaches face off. Eric Spolstra, as we've seen, he was coaching exceptionally against the Bucks. And then Brad Stevens, who is highly regarded as one of the best coaches in the NBA, Uh, especially considering, like, I like how Akshay mentioned the contrast of play. You know, Boston is, uh, you know, they're very well balanced between their offense and defense. Um, And then I like how Miami, they're more of a team-focused scoring and defensive unit, while Boston, I feel like, can work more individually, you know. If Tatum can't score, give the ball to Kemba. If Kemba can't score, Marcus Smart's been stepping up. Marcus Smart can't score, you still have Jalen Brown. So many options in the, you know, in the ISO version offense in Boston. And then Miami, the team unit. I think we're really going to see those two collide, and it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, like you, the coaches who were talking about, when you look at their backgrounds too, they come from two completely different places. Because Spo, he started as a video coordinator for the Heat, and he had to grind his way to become the head coach. While you look at Brad Stevens, he was a head coach at Butler, and then he immediately got vaulted into the position of being a head coach in the NBA for the Celtics. So I just think not only like the teams themselves, the whole organizations, they're led by Pat Riley and Danny Ainge, both experts in their field. They're good organizations that are completely different. They do it two different ways. So I just think it's going to be really interesting to see how it develops onto the court. Yeah, statistically, I'm looking at it right now. These two teams are very evenly matched. You know, there isn't like one statistic in which the other team crushes. And honestly, the only biggest biggest differential is by two points, and that's free throw percentage, which could, you know, prove vital at the end of the game, maybe later on in the series. But besides that, very evenly matched teams. Yeah, and I think think that this will probably be – the most interesting um the most interesting matchup in the east uh the same way that the lakers and clippers will be the most interesting in the west uh and i think what it's going to come down to i mean i'm a little bit hesitant to make a prediction i think it's definitely going six or seven games uh but i think that the heat are going to come out with the win and the reason why is because when you look at it from top to bottom statistically these two teams are are very very close you said that the heat are the second best in perimeter defending, but Boston's the fourth best in overall defense. You know, um, each side has got plenty of guys who can, who can um, you know, step up in big moments. But what I think is going to prove most important uh, is the presence of Jimmy Butler on that Heat team. I think that, I think that what Jalen, 
um, or what Jason Tatum did last night was was incredible. Uh, when he got the huge rebound, hit a big free throw, um, hit a ton of big shots at the end of the game, and that's incredible as a, to do as a 22 year old. You know, he showed a lot of composure. But I think what it's going to come down to is the experience, the age that Jimmy Butler has. And all these games are going to come down, you know, to the last two minutes, the last couple shots. Uh, and I think what it's, what's going to happen is um, Jimmy, Jimmy is going to have just a little bit of an edge over, over the young guys on the Celtics. Uh, and I think that's what's going to prove um, to see who wins, who wins the East. Personally, I don't think that's the case just because, like, the Celtics have been in three of the last conference, three of the four last conference finals. So even though they're young, they're still experienced. So I think that that those prior experiences are going to really help them in the series. I think they're going to pull out the dub at the end of the day in six, but probably seven games. Uh, what do you think, hey, Jatan? Oh, yeah. In each, in, in, in each of those conference finals, did the Celtics win? No, but they played in them. They got the experience. <laughs> exactly, Jatan. Exactly. So, so what I think, because these teams are so uh, – statistically even and they both have great coaches what it'll come down to will be the intangibles and I do think the Miami Heat beat the Celtics in that regard the Miami Heat they have a clear leader in uh, Jimmy Butler he's a guy that's going to close out games for you the Miami Heat breeds toughness everyone on their team is a killer with the Celtics, you don't have who's a, who's a leader on the Celtics. Jason Tatum, is Kemba it, Walker, is it Jason Tatum? Kemba Walker. Too. You can't have two. You can't have two leaders. So you, is it Jason Tatum? Kemba Walker. Okay, if it's Kemba Walker, okay, then why did Jalen Brown have like three turn, turnovers in the last? You're talking, I don't know. Even like, though there's one leader, in, in there's overtime, other people on the team. Like, okay, but but you you have six in in game six when the Raptors won in second overtime. I'm pretty sure Jalen Brown had like three bad turnovers. So I don't think at this point they have like a clear hierarchy on who's the one that's going to close out the games. It should be Kemba Walker. I think he's just a much better ball handler than both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But because I I don't think the Celtics have the same toughness as the Miami Heat and they don't have the same leadership as the Miami Heat, I think oh, the Miami Heat will win this game. I mean, will win this series in six or seven games. I think Jatong brought up some really interesting points about how there's no hierarchy. But I wanted to talk about one thing. In basketball, I don't think you're supposed to have a hierarchy. I mean, this is a team sport for a reason. These players are supposed to work together and mesh really well. I'd say the only time that these type of hierarchies work is LeBron and the 2017 Cavs. But that's because he's working with J.R. Smith and, you know, a bunch of no-name players. While on this Celtics team, you have a lot of players, like Akshay said, who've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. They have that experience. And they just played a Raptors team that is very well coached, very close together, and the defending champs. And I thought they played great against the Raptors. So if they can pull it off against the Raptors and the Sixers, I can definitely see them playing against the Heat and giving the Heat a run for their money. Yeah, I completely agree with Akil. Just off the basis that when Jatong said that because the Celtics don't have a hierarchy of scoring, that's bad. But I argue that's a good thing because the opposing team doesn't know where the bucket's coming from. Like, the Celtics themselves don't know where it's coming from. So it could be any number of options, giving the Heat multiple people to focus on. Rather, if it was just Kemba, they would be focusing all their defensive attention on him. And when you really look at it, if Butler guards Kemba, let's say, and Bam guards whoever, Tatum, then Jalen Brown's going to pop off. Like, the rest of the defense just 
can't compete with the Celtics offense. And for that reason, that's why I picked the Celtics. Additionally, I think Paul mentioned something about Jimmy Butler giving this team more experience and the intangibles. But when you really look at it, Jimmy Butler, he's more experienced than anyone on the Celtics just because his teams have never done anything. They've never accomplished anything. They've always been bounced out at the first or second round. Like, he maybe he has this talent this year and it may be different. But in the past, it's just been – it hasn't really played a factor in his teams. Here's the point that I want to bring up, especially about the Heat. And this is something that Jatong brought up on the last podcast. It was right after OG hit the game winner um, – to, to, to put the Raptors back in contention for the series, put them back in one, two. And, and Jatong said, Jatong said, he said, we need to see what the Celtics, or not what the Celtics, how the Celtics are going to respond. The way that the Clippers responded, um, you know, having an incredible blowout of the Mavs right after Luka hit that insane game winner. Um, you know, how are the Celtics going to respond to that? And how do they respond? they let the series go to seven games. You know, they left, they lost the next game and they let the series go to seven games. Um, and that's why, you know, I was seriously in doubt of my Celtics pick um, because, you know, because they, they, they couldn't, when they needed to start playing their best, they weren't playing their best. You know, they were losing games. And of course they pulled it out in the series and all, you know, props to them, props to Raptors for making it so tough on them. But when we, when you look at, um, when you look at the Bucks and Heat series, when Giannis goes out and Chris Middleton, who I've got to give my apology to, I called him trash last podcast, and he, he really stepped up, at least in game four. No, he's trash. <laughs> and so, and, you know, after they have an incredible game, put him up, put him back in 3-1, you know, they're playing as the best that they have all series long. How did the Heat respond? The Heat respond by closing them out, you know? So I think that that, I, and I don't think it's a coaching issue because I think that the coaches on both sides are great. Uh, I think it's I think it's a little bit about you know a kind of killer mentality. Um, Jason Tatum has seen a lot of success in his very young career, um, but I don't know. I think that Jimmy Butler is hungrier for it, and I think that execution that Butler and the Heat showed in Game Five to close the number one seed out, you know that's you know that's the kind of mentality that you need to win this series. And I think that the Heat have it. Yeah, I disagree. Just because, like, the Heat played the Bucks in Game 5 without their best player in Giannis, who's a back-to-back MVP. Like, that's a huge factor. It's not, you know, this close-out mentality. It's that they didn't have their back-to-back MVP, who they've been relying on all season long. And it was still a close game without him. So I just think there's no real difference between this Boston team and this Heat team. But Boston has more talent. So that's why I think they're going to win the series. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, it's again, it's going to be really even, but I think one key thing to look at is defensive matchups. The Heat, they're defensively, I do not think they can match up with the Celtics. While Celtics, on the other hand, Daniel Dice is a good defender. Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart are good defenders. Jason Tatum is average. Kemba Walker is below average. If you look at the Heat, Bam Adebayo is a good defender. Jimmy Butler is a good defender. Besides that, I think they are all average defenders. And another thing to look at is field goal percentages. When defenses have to stop the opposing offenses, you know who your shot makers are. On the Celtics, everyone in their starting lineup is shooting over 37%, while on the Heat, sorry, sorry, the Heat, uh, not to point out the Celtics, the Heat are shooting great. They're all shooting about 40%. Celtics are shooting less. 
But when it comes to three-point percentages, Jimmy Butler is shooting 24%. Bam Adebayo is shooting 14%. Those are the lows on the Heat. On The lows on the Celtics are 33% from Daniel Dice and 35% from Marcus Smart. So offensively and defensively, the Celtics are above the Heat, which is why I think the Celtics are going to beat the Heat in six. Tong, Paul, anything to add? Well, I mean, Jimmy Butler has never been the guy who's hitting threes for your team. He's always been a mid-range kind of guy. So I don't put too much stock in into him having a low percentage, although it is, you know, a little concerning. Um, I still think that with a, with a team, you know, this evenly matched, like you said that the three-point percentage um, for the Celtics is, is better than it is for the Heat, but the general field goal percentage for the Heat is better than it is for the Celtics. So, you know, these, these things are going to balance out. And what it's going to come down to is who's going to hit a shot in the last two minutes of the game. And I just trust um, I trust Jimmy more than I trust the guys in the Celtics. Yeah, but I don't trust Jimmy just based off the fact that it's one person. And once you take him out of the equation, I believe he cannot be the best player on a team that's going to make the championship, much less win it. And when you look at the Celtics, like I don't know who's, who's their best player right now, whether it be Tatum or Kemba. There's a variety of different players who can pick up that slack of one like superstar like LeBron, say. But Miami doesn't have any other players that's going to help whoa, out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you not see Tyler Harrow? I mean, Hero, <laughs> pronounce his name right first. Oh, my gosh. Whatever, Tyler. I mean, okay, at the end of game four, when, when the Bucks are playing the best that they have all series – Without Giannis and Chris Middleton hitting all the shots, Tyler Hero hit three straight threes to put them to put them within striking distance of still of, of sweeping the Bucks. You know, like that is that like the fact that Hero, as as young as he is, was able to hit those kinds of shots. You know, I think that that Hero Dragic, you Adebayo can can hit shots in the paint. Like those are the kind of guys who're going to pick up slack. So yes, on the on the Heat, Jimmy is the leader, but you have multiple guys who can hit big shots. Yeah, and yeah. another thing is, do the Celtics even have any pure shooters on their team? Tatum, I mean, Tatum's st- statistically looking, Jason Tatum shoots forty point three percentage, forty point three percent from three point range. Kemba Walker shoots thirty eight. Marcus Smart shoots thirty five. Jalen Brown shoots thirty eight, and they all that's, shoot that, more than five I mean threes by- a game. That, that's not what a pure shooter is. A pure shooter is like someone like Clay Thompson, someone like J.J. Redick, someone like Kyle Korver, you know, that just knocks down shots because someone that doesn't really need, like, the rhythm. Well, that just doesn't – that that doesn't matter because you saw J.J. Redick, you saw well, I, Kyle Korver. You, they're bench role players and they hit threes. Like, that doesn't change the game. I think it's interesting Miami, how... Miami, Miami has two of them, and both of them are actually really good. And the Celtics have zero. And I, th- I think that might be a problem, especially if the Celtics get out of their rhythm. Okay. They don't have anyone who just hit shots. Okay, let me go. Here's one thing. Yeah. You guys said uh, last week that when OG Ananobi hit that shot once, oh, it's not going to happen again. It's a fluke. And when Tyler Hero does it in, this, in a different Eastern Conference series, you're saying, oh, yeah. Because we're Tyler gonna... Hero was hitting that shot all season. OG Ananobi and can hit Hero shots just, too. Tyler Hero is just a far better shooter than OG Ananobi. Tyler Hero is, Tyler Hero is much more clutch than OG Ananobi. Clutch? It's been one season. It's You guys are referencing one game, too. 
It doesn't matter. Why does, think, why does wait, it not matter? Wait, we, 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 we are referencing the whole season. Hero has been playing great for the entire season. I mean, yeah, he was yeah. a candidate for Rookie of the Year for a reason. And the other issue, the other thing is, OG hit one shot at the very end of the game. A great shot. I'll admit it. Awesome. Great. Wonderful shot. Tyler Hero hit three shots. He hit three threes. You know, and and he and in in a moment when the entire Heat team was like falling apart for whatever reason, Tyler Hero was right there to pick up all the slack. It, it, it's a lot harder to hit three threes in a row than it is to hit one three in a row, or to hit one three. Um, and and the fact, I mean, the consistency throughout the entire season, Hero is simply a better shooter than OG. Um, you know, like. I, I, there, there, there's no other way to compete with that. Additionally, I, I remember Akil mentioned something about the free throw percentage. And actually, so, so when we think about free throw percentage, the reason that um, the Raptors were still in that game last night was because the Raptors were hitting like, they hit like 14 out of 16 of their free throws. Um, and Akil, I don't know, you can pull up the stats on this. Uh, right. While while the Celtics missed a considerable amount more than the Raptors did, um, and and you don't even have to look at the stats, you can just take a take a moment when um, it was the rookie Grant Williams on the Celtics, right? When he had two free throws to close out the game, and he misses both, only by Tatum's incredible like athleticism, and I guess because the Raptors were just slacking, um, he 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 snags a rebound and he gets fouled, and even then Tatum. Your your pure your pure shooter or your best guy on the team, he hit one out of two of those free throws, which still kept the Raptors in the game um, for for longer than they should have been. You know, the Celtics outplayed the Raptors, but they were they were missing too many too many free throws down the stretch, um, and it shouldn't have been as close as it was. And I think that when you play the Heat, they're not gonna they're not gonna let up. When, you know, we, sorry, yeah. actually, let me just butt in for a second. The thing is. When you're looking at the teams, you have to look at the entire series. During that series, the Raptors were shooting below 80% and Boston was shooting above 80%. Miami has shot below 80% and Boston has shot above 80% in the bubble. So I think, you know, when we're talking about free throws, yeah, that comes down to the line. During the previous conversation, when we were talking about, you know, clutchness and who can make their shots. So I'd assume at the end of the game, you want your best players, assuming your starting lineup in the game. For the Heat, that looks like Bam Adebayo, Jay Crowder, J- Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Goran Dragic. If you don't want Duncan Robinson, okay, you can have Tyler Hero. Celtics, it's obvious. Daniel Dice, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum. The thing is, with the Celtics, you have four guys that can score, and then Daniel Dice, not really. I, I'll admit that. On the Heat, you have Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Okay, and Hero. can maybe score. Yeah, and yeah. Hero. And if Hero slash Robinson, whoever's in the game. All right. Imagine Hero, the scenario. Hero is in the if, – if you need a bucket, Hero's in the game late. Right, right, right. So let's say he are marching down the floor. So I would assume uh, Kemba Walker will be on Drogic. Daniel Thais will be on Bam Adebayo. So at that point, Tatum would probably guard Jay Crowder. And then you have Jimmy Butler and – Hero slash Robinson, okay? That's Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. Those guys are lockdown defenders. I am sure they're going to stop them. Let's put it in the reverse scenario. Celtics are coming down the court. Who are the Heat going to guard? 
Jalen Brown is averaging 20-plus points. Kemba Walker is averaging 20-plus points. Tatum's averaging 20-plus points. You have three high-level scorers that you just can't stop with that minimum amount of defense. Jalen Brown is shooting 48% field goal percentage. That's better than LeBron. That's better than Steph Curry from last year. Yeah, and also, like, you guys keep referencing Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, like there's some sort of Clay Thompson-leveled scorer, but in reality, they're, like, not even that good. You're talking about how they're better than OG Ananobi, but he's shooting better from the field and from three than uh, Tyler Hero, at least. I haven't looked at Duncan Robinson. But they're more of, like, a J.J. Redick player at the beginning of his career where he's not, like, as advanced. Like, they're worse versions of J.J. Redick where all they do is shoot. They're not going to create their own shot, like, it's completely different. They don't pose the same threat as the Celtics players, so they're not going to pick up the same slack for Butler that they that the Heat need to win the series. So I just don't see it. Okay, well, what, 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 what I, well, I didn't understand. Yeah, you go first, Yutong. Who's better, the Miami Heat or the Toronto Raptors? The Miami okay, Heat are, are playing we, are, better now. Sorry, do we look at playoffs-wise or yeah. in the bubble? What do you mean? The bubble is the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, we had a couple, you know, other games, and I thought the Raptors played better than the Heat then. So you think the Raptors are a better team than the Heat? At their peak, I think the Raptors are a better team. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I, I, don't say at their peak. Just say if the Raptors and the Heat played a series right now, who's going to win? Okay, the Heat will win right now. Let's say that. Okay, okay yeah, sure. Right, right. So if it, if it takes the Raptors if, – if, if it takes Boston seven games to beat the Raptors – and really, Game 7 could have gone either way. You can't use that analogy just because, like, one team... Right, some... but then you can't, you can't also use the matchup. You can't just look at matchups. Why can because... you not just look at matchups? It's all about matchups. Then... That's what the NBA is. Because a lot happens in the game that's not just matchups. There's there's too many other factors that you have to consider. Okay, right. talk, what are those I... factors? No, 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 hold on. Yeah. What are yeah. those factors? The, the fact is that so the way you play defense, okay, it's not specifically uh, just one-on-one isolation. I agree. Just yeah, pick yeah. your matchup. Yeah. So there, there's going to be – first of all, there's switching. There's screens. There's there's a lot of stuff that can beat the defense. Right. And defense mostly, I, I wouldn't consider – you can't look at defense in the same way that you look at offense because defense is always reactionary. Right. And offense is always the one that dictates what the defense does. Right. And so that's why – you can't, I don't think looking at matchups is a good way to decide who's going to win the series. Okay. And the other the other issue is that you said that like that you know that, like the the Heat struggle defensively or or they can't they can't guard the guys in the Celtics. I mean the Miami Heat is tied with Boston as the best defensive team in the entire NBA in the playoffs. Like their defensive rating is tied with is tied at first with Boston. So I think it's a little bit I think it's a little bit excessive to say that, oh, you know, the Heat, they simply cannot match up with the Celtics players. I mean, they've matched up with literally every every other team in the NBA so far. So uh, I don't see – I don't see uh, – obviously, you know, the Celtics have a couple great scorers, but I don't think that it's going to be um, something that the Heat can't – the Heat can't get over. And because – and just like Jatong said, the, the game isn't – the game isn't limited to a ton of, like, one-on-one players or, or – or, or, um, like man, man defense the entire game. You know, Tyler Harrow, you can only be on Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler. You can only be guarding Kemba Walker or, 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 or you know, insert any names into there. Okay, but okay. even oh, – yeah. go ahead, Akil. No, I was just saying, you know, 
we're going back and forth. Statistics can back up both sides. So pretty much what we're concluding is Chitong and Paul, you think the Heat can come out on top, but how many games do you think it will take the Heat? Six. Yeah, six. I'm saying Celtics and seven, Akil. What do you think? Okay, well, it looks like Akil's left. But, yeah, as we were saying, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. But, uh, like I was saying, I at least think that – I know it's not just ISO basketball, but even when you look at it, Stevens, I believe right now he's a better, better as, if not as good of a coach as Spolster is. So, I think he'll wait to find a way to counteract the moves that Spolster, Spolster – I can't talk today – that the Heat coach makes on the other side. So, I just think it'll balance out eventually. But I also wanted to add – Japan has this logic of Miami would beat Toronto right now in a series quicker than Boston did. But when you look at it that way, if the Knicks, I was just like, this is an analogy. The Knicks beat the Pistons. The Pistons beat the Hawks. The Hawks beat the Pacers. The Pacers beat the Heat. The Heat beat the Celtics. Therefore, the Knicks are the best team in the NBA, are the best team in the East. You can't, I mean, you can't do transitive property that far, but I think you can't I mean, take transitive prop- property at all. Is my point, at least in this case. In the no, because no, I'm just saying the Miami. Heat wait, 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 wait. Let's uh, let's pause. Um, wait, Akil, are you back? Okay, yeah, I thought Akil like couldn't come back, so I was wondering if we should like stop and make a new call. But yeah, um, go I'm ahead, Jatan. I'm just saying Miami Heat is a better team. And if it, if it was that hard for Boston to beat Toronto, it's going to be even harder to beat Miami. Yeah. And given that it took seven games to beat Toronto, I'm not thinking they can handle Miami in the same way. Yeah. Miami's only lost one game this entire playoffs. And the one game they did lose was a very close game, which they could have won. I don't know. I disagree so, either way, but, like, we're not going to come to a conclusion here. So we might as well move on to the next topic of – Clippers versus Lakers, where I know the Clippers haven't won against the Nuggets yet. Right now, when we record this, they're going to game six tomorrow. But, like, I think we all know the Clippers are going to win this series. So, we're going to be releasing this podcast. Uh, I don't know. Wait, let me use that echo. Should I just restart this whole thing about Clippers versus Lakers or no? Uh, Sure, uh, sure. Generally. So, I can cut that part. I don't know. It threw me off. Okay. Yeah, so I think it's time we move on to our next topic of Clippers versus Lakers because we kind of exhausted the Eastern Conference Finals. But And I know the Clippers haven't officially won the series yet, but they will. So let's start talking about it. Anybody want to get some thoughts off their chest first? Uh, sure. I think it's like the interesting thing about LeBron is that I... I never really pick, like, anybody over LeBron. I think there's kind of a general fear in the NBA um, surrounding him. Uh, you know, I, I just think that there's, like, he 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 has, like, a certain presence um, that, that most teams just, you know, kind of defer to. Uh, I guess the, the only team that didn't was, you know, the Warriors. Um, but that was because they were just so stacked talent-wise and LeBron had nobody. And, you know, there, there was nothing that – that could be done in, in, in those series. Um, so I think that generally like everybody has a, uh, you know, a, like a kind of deference to LeBron. And I think that's why if the Lakers get to the finals, they'll win it, you know, because either whether the Celtics or the Heat um, make it to the finals, both teams are just not going to beat LeBron. I think the only, the only person in the NBA who can stand up to LeBron 
is Kawhi. That being said, I'm not sure if you know the Clippers are going to win the series, but I think the the Kawhi is the only person in the NBA who doesn't like fear LeBron at all. Yeah, I think in my opinion, that used to be the case of people feeling fearing LeBron because he was the best player in the world, but that's not the case anymore. Just because I think Kawhi is the best player in the world right now, based off what happened last year and like the way he's led his team both last year and this year. I think currently today. Kawhi is the best player in the world and both defense and offense. He does stuff that LeBron just doesn't do. And I think as a whole, the Clippers are a most ba- more balanced team on both sides of the ball and coming off the bench. So I think that's why I'm going to pick them to win this series. Yeah, this series is going to be really... Who do you think is going to win the series? <laughs> Cut it, uh, I think Akil was about to say something. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. shoot. <laughs> uh, so I can't so even I hear Akil. Think... Oh, yeah, sorry. You got you. Go. Uh, I think the series is going to be really interesting because when the Lakers lost against the Trailblazers, you know, you heard a bunch of things, people like blasting the Lakers. When they lost the one game against the Rockets, people blast the Lakers. But then when the Clippers, they lo- they got, you know, two games down to the Mavericks, it was just put on Paul George. And then, you know, the two games that they lost against the Nuggets – it's not necessarily blaming the Clippers, but they're more praising the Nuggets for their great style of play. So it's going to be really interesting because I don't know how to believe the media. It's not like I, I watch like every second of both games and I can analyze both. But from what I've seen in the past and you know throughout the bubble so far, I could see the Lakers either dominating or the Clippers edging the Lakers off. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with the Lakers win because the Clippers don't have Patrick Beverly back yet in time for the series. Wait, is he playing? Is he already playing? I, I didn't know he was. I'm pretty sure he is. He played this series. Oh gosh. Well, okay. Uh, I think this is this is <laughs> another one of changes the whole prediction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Patrick Beverly is a really good X factor in this because I think his mentality and his approach to whenever he plays LeBron is very unique, and it gets in LeBron's head. But I think this is going to be another one of those Raptors Celtics series. Like I said, it's going to go down to Game Seven, and I could see either team winning. But I'll just say Game Seven. That's that. Bro, you need a pick. You can't say either team winning. I mean, <laughs> what, I mean, no, no. When when it came to the Raptors and Celtics, I said it's going to go to Game Seven, and you know whoever wins, okay. uh, duh, wins the series. You said Game Seven, but you're edging towards whoever the Raptors. wins Game Seven wins the series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, there's, there's no one else. There's nothing else that could have happened. The okay. Raptors and Celtics, this is what I said. Dude. And this is what I'm going to, like, reciprocate here. It goes to Game 7, you know, either team could win. That's what I think here. It goes to Game 7, either team could win. No, no, no. I distinctly remember wait, you wait, saying... Wait, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Actually, wait. Akio, so does that mean, like, you're like, anything below seven games, the Raptors are winning it? The South uh, Lakers are winning it, you mean? I'll say, yeah. Any, any, Anything below Game 7, Lakers win. If it goes to Game 7... I have no idea, bro. That's some call okay, out sure. answer, bro. Nah, I mean it's, it's like it's like pretty good. No, bro. like I, I'm really on the edge here. Like I, I, okay. I don't know who to go with. I'm gonna say that you're saying the Lakers are gonna win the series based off your hot take too, which we'll get onto a little bit later. But uh, Jutong, any thoughts? Yeah, one thing you have to keep in mind is that I think the reason why the Lakers got so much blame for their losses is because they were playing weaker teams. They were playing very like poor defensive teams in the Rockets and uh, the Blazers. 
But on the other hand, the Clippers were just playing much better teams. They, they were playing the Mavericks, who have, like, one of the best offenses in the league. The best and offense in the league. The best offense, and who should have been higher than seventh seed. Yo. And they're playing the the third seed Nuggets, or the Nuggets third seed? Yeah. 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 With some really good players there, too. So that's why I think the Clippers uh, didn't get blamed so much for their losses. And also because they're playing tougher opponents, I think they'll be more ready against the Lakers. Whereas the Clip, the Lakers won't be nearly as ready against the Clippers because the Clippers, because they've been playing uh, poor defensive teams, and all of a sudden they got to play a great defensive team in the Clippers. Another thing is that I think the Clippers players, their role players, are just much more confident than uh, the Lakers. Like you, you got uh, Beverly, you got Lou Williams, you got. Uh, heroin i think those they're just a lot more you know uh, comfortable uh, going against the lakers and going against someone like lebron and they they have like kind of that uh toughness that the lakers don't have yeah the clippers can like match up well with the lakers just because the lakers bench and their surrounding players like they don't play good defense i know that they've been outstanding recently but if you look at it as a whole let's not say defense let's say talent wise Caruso, KCP, even Kusuma, they don't compare to Lou Will and Montres Hale and Patrick Beverly. They just, and Landry Shamit also, they, they don't provide the same scoring and boost off the bench that um, they, the Lakers don't provide the same that the Clippers have. So I just think when you look at it, the Clippers bench is better and Kawhi is going to shut down LeBron, at least I think, and AD might get his, but even if the starters for the Lakers perform better than the Clippers, I think it'll be by a lower margin than the Clippers bench outperforms the Lakers. So I think just because of that, the Clippers are going to win. And you uh, have this feeling. Sorry, keep I, going. I also have this feeling that the Clippers are kind of obsessed with the Lakers. I think they're like, both obsessed with each other. But I think the Clippers more so because they didn't – I don't think they really tried to go after the uh, number one seed. They, I think they really, like you, – you, you really saw the Clippers play well when they played against the Lakers. But against other teams, they were playing pretty – like during the regular season, when the Clippers played non-Lakers teams, they played pretty sloppily. But when they, they played against the Lakers, they were bringing, in like, uh, bringing more effort. So I do think – all they really care about is beating the Lakers. They don't. They didn't really care about getting the number one seed. And during the bubble, didn't they lose both games to the Lakers? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I have a feeling that you know uh, the Clippers just didn't want to show their hand early, which is why they uh, kind of just lost both games on purpose. Um, maybe. Yeah, like not necessarily on purpose, but they weren't. They weren't doing. They weren't putting out, like, all their best set plays. Um, yeah, they, weren't they're playing. To, they were willing to throw the game. Yeah, like, and they, they're not going to play, like, Kawhi and PG for, for as long as they could have. or And then maybe they're not playing as hard as they could have. I agree with Jatong that, yeah, the Clippers have a chip on their shoulder. And, yeah, yeah, I think it's, yeah, not, it's funny how you put it, like, an obsession with the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen it with Patrick Beverly. Um, just, like, the way that, like, guys like Patrick Beverly, like, how he reacts to, like, you know, opposing superstars. Like, remember how he, like, reacted to KD a couple years ago um, when he was on the Warriors? Yeah, I, I think and, that yeah. the, those guys those guys have a chip on their shoulder, and, and they're just looking to knock off LeBron. And 
and, and don't care too much about anyone else. And I do think Kawhi. I think Kawhi has something personal against LeBron. Okay, and that's just I, what? Why would it be personal? I just I because, think because, because the thing is, it goes all the way back to San Antonio, and how uh, Kawhi, uh, you know, locked LeBron up for Finals MVP in 2014. Well, you can also see that they're the exact opposite type of person. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron. I mean, Kawhi is quiet. You know, he keeps to himself. He's he's not really looking for glory he's not looking to he doesn't have a social media he's like he's he he puts his head down and pays attention to you know basketball and that's all that really matters to him lebron it's about everything else you know lebron's going out and he's like posting stuff on social media he's running his mouth you know like (laughs) (laughs) running his mouth bro he was the best player in the world for like 15 years he's allowed to run his mouth it doesn't matter, but my point is that they're the exact opposite type of person. You know, LeBron has this huge uh, – he signs with Nike. Le- uh, Kawhi goes with New Balance. And I, I just <laughs> This uh, ain't Burberry. Kawhi- this New Balance. <laughs> Ka- Kawhi doesn't go to, like, LeBron's workouts, you know. And Kawhi didn't go to L.A. I mean, he didn't go to the Lakers. He went to the Clippers, you know. Okay, Tom. I don't think there's any, like, hatred on a personal level, bro. They're just opposite people. But they both know in order to win the NBA championship, it's probably going to be the winner of this series. And they both see that their only obstacle in this is each other. So I don't think it's some sort of, like, deep-rooted hatred like you're describing it out to be. I just think... It's not deep rooted. I, I don't think that anybody in the NBA has a deep rooted hatred for anyone else. No, that's except cap. Except for except for Luca and Morris, but I think Chris Paul hates uh, Stephen Curry. There's definitely some like no, no, hatreds no. in the NBA, bro. Chris Paul and Stephen Curry don't hate each other. Those guys they, will like will like go on like make like videos together. Like they'll do joint interviews. Yeah, that, that that's all. That's all like. Uh... That's all fake, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Whoa. Like, Seth Curry ruined Chris Paul's career. Like, it was supposed to be Chris Paul that was winning in the in the second half of the 2010s. But instead, you know, Curry got all the attention. Curry's not the second best point guard of all time. Chris Paul's, like, not even mentioned anymore. I, I do think. Well, and Curry's not like Steph Curry. Okay, let's get back to Lakers versus Clippers. All Chris Paul's yeah. most embarrassing moments have been at the hands of Steph and Curry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but they, those two have literally like, like been on interviews where they talk about that, like talk about those moments, like when Stephen Curry like crossed up Chris Paul. I, 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 I just want to point out Oxy's thing, like, yes, obviously there's not like a deep rooted hatred, but Kawhi is definitely like the antithesis, um, to, yeah. to, to LeBron. And, and I do think that'll cause some dislike. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it is. I think that I, I, I mean, but yeah, go ahead. Like 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 a little bit, you know. It's like it, if Kawhi like he 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 had he does all the things that he does, you know, for a reason. And so he's he'd probably think like you know the opposite. Um, you know, if there's someone like LeBron who's doing the opposite of all the things that he's doing, like you know, maybe he perceives that as like you know bad or wrong. The same way that LeBron might perceive the same thing with Kawhi. He's like, why aren't you speaking out more? You know. So I and I think and I think they both know that each other is the only thing standing in the way of like being the best player in the NBA. So do you guys, I don't think there's any dislike at all, but that's just me. We're not going to know until, unless we're Kawhi or LeBron, but let me ask you guys this. Do you think that the winner of this series, whether it be Kawhi or LeBron will be universally considered the best player in the world? 
No. Uh, for the time being, mm, yeah. No. Katie's the best player. I in the do league. not think. Bro, Katie's <laughs> that's cap. It's Kawhi, but go ahead. Katie was the best player. He will be the best player. No. Okay. Well, only time will tell. So, uh, any any last takes on this topic? I guess. Uh, that Lakers are winning it in seven. Tatong, your prediction? Uh, Clippers in five. That's cat. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, yeah, I like it. Well, I like no, it. I no, like we, it. Are, we already debated this. I know, this I know. Okay. Come on. We're okay. not talking uh, about it more. Akil, Akil, like... go. What do you, who, who do you think is going to win? You already said. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He doesn't have an opinion because, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm saying Clippers in seven, but, yeah, let's move on to the next topic. So, <laughs> after the Bucks lost to the Heat this week, everyone was talking about what's the future for Giannis. The Bucks have the opportunity to offer him a super match this year, which um, they will if they're not dumb. And Giannis can either accept it, meaning he wants to stay with the Bucks, or he's probably going to decline it, where he's either going to get traded or leave in free agency. One of the two. So, uh, where do you guys think he's going to go? I think uh, I think Giannis will stay. You know, as as much as it'd be interesting for the sports world to see Giannis leave, I think he has huge loyalty to the Bucks, especially considering you know because of his small background, they still drafted him, and I think he he keeps that in his heart always like, Oh, I was just a small kid from Greece. They still took me. They took a, took a risk. And you know, if I were Giannis, I would also want to stay with the Bucks, a team that has, you know, been so loyal to me, tried to build around me, even though it hasn't been successful. And, you know, they've made progress every year so far, you know, they started off, you know, a lottery team when they were drafting Giannis and now they're making it deep into the playoffs though. It, that hadn't, been the case this year okay so i know this is a bit of an uh, absurd take but here's one i know it's not too bad but Giannis is going to go to miami then c- come back to milwaukee after to win a championship for the city again just like lebron i'm saying this because he really wants to win he's the ultimate competitor he wanted to play with games game he wanted to play in game five even though he basically couldn't run and i think miami embodies that culture of basically hard working until you win and Jimmy Butler needs another player there in order to win the championship. I think the Heat will do whatever possible to try to obtain him. And Giannis sees that he's not making any progress in Milwaukee. He, he's reached his ceiling for now. He might come back later, like I think he's going to do, and try to win another championship there. But I think for now, he wants to win, and Miami is the place to do it. Is that assuming that he leaves in free agency and doesn't get traded? Uh, I think... If he gets traded, that he doesn't have to stick with that team. But yeah, that's assuming he leaves in free agency, which I don't know, might not happen. But we'll see. Wait, wait a second. So you said that Giannis is going to Miami. Giannis goes goes to Miami, then he goes back to Milwaukee after he wins a championship in Miami. So he's pulling a. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. saying. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. But he's also. It's like he's pulling. You're saying he'll pull like a like a KD plus LeBron because he goes to the team that beats him. Yeah. Because Miami sure, didn't beat yeah. the Cavs when LeBron went there. That's true. true. Yeah, okay. It's a mix. It's a mix. What if Miami wins a championship this year? Does that he Giannis can't go. He, no, no. I don't think that'll stop Giannis from going. No. But I definitely I think, think he get more hate I, I think it would because Giannis wants – he doesn't want that validation, oh, I came already on a winning team like KD. He actually wants to like – 
be a part of the championship and be a reason that they won. So I know either way, he's going to be a stud and like rack up his numbers. So he would be a reason they won, but he wants a team that can't get over the hump without him, but it's still a solid team. So I think Miami, they, we're not going to talk about this again, but whether they lose to the Celtics or whoever, they're not going to win the championship this year, in my opinion. And I think Giannis goes there. Okay. Um, so let me speak on this because this is actually um, my hot take. Uh, actually, Paul, I don't mean to interrupt, but I think it'd be good if we merge yours with the hot take after. So what if we do Chitong and then Paul merges into the hot take slowly? Wow, I really hate you, Akio, opinion. but okay. You just kind of put me at the <laughs> yeah. end. All right, I got it. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm messing with you. You go, Chitong. I think it's obvious that Giannis will, of course, be traded to the Warriors. Bro! <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? Because the Warriors are the only team that has anything to offer to the Milwaukee. Why? Why? What What do they because have to the offer? Warriors, well, first of all, they have good young players. They also have a pick, and they also have good um, players that are hitting their prime. They have Clay Thompson, mm. who, can, who they can trade. Andrew Wiggins, who they can trade. Jordan Poole, Eric Pas- Pascal. Pascal. The second overall pick. And... Uh, Draymond Green. They can trade everyone besides Steph Curry. And uh Clay Thompson. Yeah, they can trade Clay Thompson. So, no, they bro, you're saying they're gonna trade Clay for Giannis, but yeah, Chitong, I think at that Giannis point in the when you trade away everyone or like you know, your super your scorers but Steph, at that point you're just another Lakers. You just have well, a scorer and then another player, and then you know, just a bunch of role players. The Lakers are about no, to win saying, a championship, saying, so doesn't that mean it's pretty good? No, I'm not yeah, saying you trade away everyone. I'm saying those are the options. Like maybe you so, say maybe you have Wiggins, Poole, and second overall pick for Giannis. That's just you not going to cut it. The Bucks are going to give. Bro, what are you saying? There's no way the Bucks are going to accept that for Giannis, bro. You got to give someone their entire like farm system and and the and the Minnesota pick, which is probably going to be. That like, doesn't matter. Like you, you have to give up like. For Giannis, even if it's just for one year, you got to give up like three first round picks and another talented young player. Like the way the Pelicans gave up AD on the Lakers, got back like BI, Lonzo Ball, the number four pick, and like three other first round picks. It's going to require that type of load. And I just think that like the Warriors aren't willing to sacrifice at all. I'm so okay. Not only that, okay, but but there's there's another thing, is that uh, Steph Curry seems to be very good friends with Giannis. Okay. Uh, did you notice that for the past three? I'm um, past. Well, not 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 this previous All Star game, but the past two All Star games, Giannis drafted Steph Curry both times. Okay. And did you see that? Did you see that alley oop? That was like perfect. They, they you can't funny. talk about dude, one play. Holy crap, dude! Jatong is Jatong is spot on, and I think it's and I think that you guys, I I I have a key piece of information that you guys don't know about yet. <laughs> um, and and Jatong is actually so spot on, and it's gonna merge into my hot take in a second. Um, Not only that, so so they we've already established they're friends, they're buddies. They thought, <laughs> They've got on-court chemistry. Tom, you're last, talking about an all-star game. Oh, what are you lastly, saying? Lastly, 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 Silicon Valley. 
okay? You know, everyone wants to go to the Warriors for this reason, you know, because Silicon Valley is a center of technological innovation. And what that means is Jan is going to have the opportunity to invest in all of these startups that are going to make him a lot of money. Bro. So money is not a problem. Supermax, who cares? I can invest in all of these businesses make more than the Supermax. And not only that, I get to play with Stephen Curry, my best friend, and I get, you know, California weather. That's like, what more can you ask for? Yeah, the, the, I've been to the Bay, and it's absolutely wonderful. Okay, who cares, Paul? Here's the thing. This is just a horrible take on so many levels. You're basically wait, 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 like, wait, wait, wait. Who's, like, like beating, like hitting their hand against the mic? Dude, I think it's Kiel's Wi-Fi is jacking right yeah, now. Yeah, he's coming in and out. Should we tell him to use LTE? Well, I mean, that's going to take a lot of LTE. Oh, my bad. I haven't limited, so I wouldn't know. Huh. Wow. <laughs> You're so fine. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um... I don't know what to tell them, but... All right, wait, so have we gone over your everyone's picks? Yeah, but can I just respond to Jatong's real quick? Yeah, respond. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Bro, this is the most whack take I've ever seen on so many levels. First, you start with the friendships you're talking about. There's friendships all across the NBA, and you're referencing just because, you know, they took each other in the All-Star draft, that they're best friends, and one alley-oop. Oh, my God, he's going to go sign with the Warriors. That's just not... True, that can't happen. Secondly, the Warriors. Why well, can't that happen? Bro, I'm not saying <laughs> that doesn't signify anything. Like <laughs> picking oh. each other, one alley oop isn't going to be like, "Yup, that's my best friend right there." I'm going. To no, but the not Warriors. only that, they, they they talk. You can tell that they're like Giannis is just much closer. Have you never seen them interact with each other? They don't interact with each other that often, so no. They do. Never. <laughs> well, clearly, you haven't been paying attention. Tong, it's but... one weekend the whole year. That, that that's okay. It's a one weekend. Giannis can choose to interact with any other All Star. He chooses Stephen Curry. What does that tell you? It tells me everything I need to know, Jatong. Holy crap! And not not only that, not only that, but their games match up perfectly. Okay, yeah, he's got like the best shooter in the world and the best big man in the world. That's you know what more can you ask for? Chitong. Okay, yeah, they may be the best big man and the best shooter in the world, but Giannis knows that if he goes to the Warriors, he will be hated forever, and his leg- his legacy will be tainted just off the will fact. He? Yes, he will. Because the Why? Warriors, they're... I know they they didn't do good this year, but they're a dynasty team. They're really good. He'll just be painted out you as a villain. What? This isn't the same Warriors that won seventy three and nine. This isn't the same Warriors that. Uh... That made it to the finals. Like, yeah, this is this, this is, is the Warriors that was at the bottom of the NBA. Yeah, I agree. But this either is the way, at the bottom of the NBA that they're coming back from injury that everyone has doubts on. Either way, so it's not he, he's still going to be painted as a villain the way KD was leaving and, and, his. And if he, what what if he joins Miami, the team that made it to the conference finals that uh, that beat his team? They have, Isn't that just a look? They have, that's the worst of a look. No, actually. it's not. They I have, think what? They, the they Warriors are team. definitely worse of a look. Yep. Because the Warriors have many more haters than the Heat have. Dude, believe me. A, a, t- a team goes from having a lot of supporters to having a lot of haters in an instant. You know, it, like the, the Warriors went from everyone being from everyone being on their side to everyone hating them just like because one player came there. Okay, but everyone... That, that happens in, same thing happened in Heat when LeBron and... And uh, Chris Bosh pulled up to have fun with Dee Wade. Nobody had any inclinations against the Heat. And then suddenly the entire NBA hated them. Um, it, it doesn't take very much to make it for, for a team to 
go from being liked or being anonymous to being hated. Okay, but everyone recognizes right now that the Heat are not a championship team with just Jimmy Butler. And they know that Giannis would put them over the edge. While and you look Warriors at the- are not a championship team as they are now. Okay, but when you look at the KD situation, like, if the, if the, I mean, let's just say if Giannis went to the Warriors, not KD, what am I saying? Then he still has Steph, he still has Clay, and they won a championship recently. Like, they're still that type of team. The team that made to the championship just last year with KD and without KD, if you add Giannis, like, it's basically the same thing. He's going to be hated. His legacy will be tainted forever. But that's just my opinion. I don't know. Akil, what do you think? You've been <laughs> He's always I, like, Aki's yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I agree with Akshi on this. I think if Giannis goes to the Warriors, his legacy will be, you know, corrupted. Because Giannis has a really good you know, story as of now, he's a hardworking kid who came from a small background. And I think that just completely goes to waste if he goes to the Warriors because I'm okay. I don't know Giannis on a personal level, but I think it's pretty basic to say he's never taken the easy way out in things. And I think going to the Warriors or the Heat would be the easy way out, you know, just getting to a championship. That's not really you working for and you leading. Because if right now, as why of right now, Giannis decided to sign the max. What Sorry, do you? What? what? Why hasn't Giannis said that he will sign the max? He hasn't said he won't sign it. Like players, players take a lot of time. They have a lot of things on their hands. His agent has to talk to the team. The team's so in the playoffs right now. He's considering leaving. That's that's what it means. Dude, dude, okay, dude, dude, dude. Let, let, yeah, yo, 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 please, please. Let me get into my final take because I have hey. a bombshell to drop on you go, guys. Go, go. Yep. That's going to make all your takes sound freezing cold in a second. Ooh, okay. Okay. So, so here, here was my initial take. Um, if, if, the, if, if it goes to free agency, um, then Giannis is, going, Giannis is going to the Raptors. Okay. Wow. That, that was my initial one. Uh, you know, I guess Raptors or Celtics. Uh, but I was saying – yeah, because because either way, um, if like let's say the Celtics beat the Heat and go to the finals, the Celtics are losing to whoever's in the West. Um, obviously the Raptors have already lost. So if you want, if if Giannis wanted that, um, like if Giannis wanted like some validation, like hey, like I I gave them what they needed to win it, um, then then he 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 he, he can't go to the Heat because um because they literally just crapped on his team um and so so celtics and the raptors are the only other two options but here's the bombshell two hours ago Giannis unfollowed all of his teammates that's on instagram. no way search it up he, he unfollowed all of his teammates on instagram <laughs> and, oh. and and wow. and wow we got to put this podcast out like this second because this is this is like right off the freaking yeah. stove. Um, he he unfollowed all of his teammates. Hey, hey, he's maybe leaving. His he's leaving. Just like Jamal Murray, you know, dude. What you, what happened to Jamal Murray? You don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I didn't know that had to do with social media, but uh, okay, let's let's move it, on. It, it had everything to do with social media. Um, hack. Oh, definitely. Maybe, maybe. Oh yeah, didn't he like? Say he's going to the Warriors or something. Giannis, like, he got hacked with once before, and he, he did that. So he's going to the Warriors? He, he yeah. went, no, no, no. And, okay, so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to assume that it's, that it's legit. Um, 
unfollowed, unfollowed all of his teammates, and uh, now he's gonna freaking go. He, you know the first thing that you know the first thing that that popped up um, was <laughs> was um, it, it was like a meme of like Stephen Curry's face um, when it said I did, you know, I did. Giannis Giannis unfollowed all of his teammates. Uh, Dude, I'm hmm. I'm telling you, I I think I I said that my take was him going to the Raptors. I could really see him going to the uh to the Warriors because because I don't oh. think that I don't think that um the the Bucks have a good organization. I don't think that they're dumb enough to let him leave in free agency. If they know that he's going to leave the organization, they're going to trade him away. Um, and they need to get something in return. The Warriors, you know, sort of have that. So while I switch up Giannis right now, the. First thing that comes up rather than unfollowing his teammates is that the Bucks insist they won't trade Giannis even if he doesn't sign the Supermax. So I think either way, all the unfollowing things showed was that he's not going to stay in Milwaukee. So it keels out of the window. Now it's just Warriors or Miami, in my opinion. And I think it's going to be Miami, but uh, we'll what see. What does Miami have to offer? Picks on picks. And they have salary cap space. They got Tyler, Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, good shooter to fit in with that shooting warrior or shooting Bucks team. Tyler Hero is not someone that you can really build around. And Andrew Wiggins what, what is. What definitely? And what picks does Miami have? A team First. that's going to be making the playoffs for the next three years. They're not. They're not a lottery team. Either way, they okay. So Warriors have two lottery picks that they can offer to the uh, to the Bucks, and the 2022 draft is going to be loaded. 2021, 2022. One of, like I think no next year's draft. No next year's we'll draft loaded. is trash. I think Chitong is implying no, he's the, applying for the draft. <laughs> no, no, the, the, the reason and the, and the reason why are isn't the NBA getting rid of the one and done rule soon? Like next year, we're not sure that? about that, but there's speculations. Okay, but <laughs> I love the way that that, that, that Akio talks about. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know the year that happens, that draft is going to be deeper than any other draft. In the in the past, like ten years, and that's going to be full of talent. So any pick in those those two drafts, bro, are going to be here's worth the thing. A lot more. Every team has picks. Like you can't just reference picks as a way but to they trade. Don't have lottery, picks. but but you only get a lottery pick if you're if you miss the playoffs. The Miami hey, is going to be making the playoffs for the next three years. Yep, I know you only get a lottery pick if you miss the playoffs. Like I, I know that much. But either way. Every team has assets. They may be different, but there's always people okay, you can but, give away. But the, but the Bucks would only give Giannis to the team with the best assets. Yeah, and that Agreed. can be my Miami will offer. Miami's going to offer Thompson. everybody. For, dude, that's the most BS take I've ever seen. The Warriors aren't going to give up Clay. Okay, he's been if Giannis is involved. They're no, cons- he's they're no, they're not. He's been an integral play. part of their team since day one. They're not just going to. Do you think you know? You think you know more basketball than the Warriors? No, I'm not saying it's just about basketball. I'm saying it's about loyalty. I, I agree with Akshay on this one. I don't think they'll trade away Clay. However, they got the second pick in the draft, and that's going to be a big factor. Yeah. I think that the the thing is, I think that the other option would be to trade away to Minnesota uh, because they got the first pick. But besides the pick, I mean, who would they give up? Who would Minnesota give up? Because sure. because the difference is that the difference is that the Warriors, like Jatong said, have not only picks but also other young talent. Um, okay, I think either way, Wolves, they, not necessarily. I think either way, like Miami, T Wolves, whoever this is, like they'll find a way to ship their whole farm system for Giannis. Like 
they'll either if they want to, they'll be able to get him. They'll give everything they can for him. But if you look at it on a free agency basis, I think Miami's the most likely place. But we'll see. We've been talking about this for quite a bit now, like twenty five minutes. So, you guys want to move on to the rest of the final takes? Yes. Yeah. Sure. So uh, I'll go first. Um, I think Chris Paul, his team just lost to the Rockets. I think the Thunder are going to trade him after they fire Billy Donovan, all that stuff, in a rebuilding phase. And that's why Chris Paul is going to go to the Utah Jazz. You saw you Con- Mike Conley has a really big contract with Utah, and so does Chris Paul. So the- it wouldn't be that much of a financial problem for both sides. And Conley's on the decline, so he's going to fit in with that rebuilding team who's a vet, who's not going to, like, hurt their chances of tanking. That's why it's a really good fit in Oklahoma City. And when you look at the... When you look at the Utah part of this, they just recently lost a superstar at the time, Gordon Hayward, because they didn't put the pieces around him. So they need this chance to prove to Donovan Mitchell that they're willing to win and they'll do anything possible to win. That's why you need to trade for CP3 no matter what it requires because you don't want to lose Donovan Mitchell. And CP3 is looking for that championship. So he really wants to play on a contending team and I think that the Jazz while even with Chris Paul they won't be the same level as say the Lakers or the Clippers they'll be better than they are right now meaning they'll probably they have a chance to be the third best team in the West next year with Chris Paul so no matter what they need to strive to become the best team possible right now and I think the way to do that is trading for Chris Paul yeah that'd be really interesting actually I could see that as a great fit uh Chris Paul mentoring Donovan Mitchell he'd learn a lot but the only thing is, if Chris Paul wants to get to the finals, I don't know if the West is the best option for him. But Though the Jazz are a very good team, I completely agree. You know, the Warriors are coming back healthy. The Lakers, you know, even if they don't have Anthony Davis, I'm sure the Lakers will contend for, you know, a late playoff seed. Uh, the Rockets, consistent contenders. Mavericks are only going to get better. So I think it's a tough place to get to the finals. But, of course, I don't see him going to the East just to get to the finals and lose to a Western Conference team. No, I think if he had the choice, he would go to the East. But the fact of the matter is that he doesn't. It's up to the organization, whatever organization's, organization is trying to trade for him. Like, it's not up to him. I think the Jazz are the most desperate here in this situation. Mm. Paul Chitong, what do you guys think? How many years does Chris Ball have left? I believe three more. That's, that's quite a lot. Yeah, he, and he, has he never made the finals? He's never made the conference finals. I know, no, no, other than that year with um, Houston, I forgot about that one. I was talking about L.A., but, yeah, he's never made the finals. Yeah, uh, I, I think that the Utah, yeah, that would actually that would actually kind of fit. Um, you, OKC has some young talent. They know that they can't get anywhere with Chris Paul, despite how good he is. Um, yeah, so may, maybe Utah gives up some young players and, and they give away Chris Paul for that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, um, and I'm sure I, he would fit there. Yeah, I don't think it makes much of a difference. The league's gonna be mostly unchanged because of that. It's not really an important move. And, I just uh, think it's a shocking move, which is very possible. Like, just based yeah. off, it's not gonna change like the balance of the league. The Jazz aren't gonna win a championship because of it. It's just gonna be interesting to see Chris Paul play with Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion. But uh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't think it'll make any team that much better. Oh. I disagree. I, I I think it would take the Jazz to, like, the second round. Yeah. I disagree that it wouldn't make any team better. I think, you know, if he went to, like, a Lakers team, that would be huge, huge benefit. Yeah. Oh, he, that would be incredible. He, he can make – speaking of the Lakers, 
maybe we move on to the Akil's hot take. Yeah, so actually my hot take has changed like three times, but this is one that I really like now. So I think, you know, Anthony Davis has only been here for a year, and by the looks of it, they will go to the conference finals. We don't know about the finals, but conference finals at the minimum. For him to go to the conference finals in his first year, I think that's very promising. I don't think he'd want to just leave right after relocating from New Orleans. So I say either he accepts his player option or resigns for the max. Either or, okay? Lakers have enough cap space for that. And then DeMar DeRozan comes to the Lakers because uh, articles are coming out that DeRozan has not is planning on declining his player option to become an unrestricted free agent. So at that point, I think the Lakers are one of the highest possible suitors for DeMar DeRozan, coming off of career high in field goal percentage at almost 53%, and he's still averaging 22.2 points per game on a on an okay team and he has a lot of ties to los angeles you know that's his home he grew up in compton he loves that community i think that's a great place for him specifically the lakers lakers are like a two-man team right now if not you know they have some contributors like dwight howard javel mcgee but those aren't people that are going to put you over the edge demar Derozan has the potential to do that he's a great scorer ties to la that shooting guard position can get filled in the only problem with this is, financially, they would have to tear, trade away Danny Green. But if you're getting DeMar DeRozan, I'm sure they wouldn't mind trading away Danny Green. LeBron's of... never going to make that happen. Why? <clears throat> because DeRozan is not LeBron's type of player. They need LeBron a... wants a shooter. They need a third they option, though. And... No, it doesn't matter. LeBron's, LeBron's a drive and kick right, type right. player. Right, right. LeBron would he want needs... a shooter. I agree. Sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just saying... Danny Green is no better of an option than DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is a former all-star. I don't know if he was this past year. Nope. Danny Green, when he was coming from the Raptors, on the Raptors team last year, he shot 46% from three. So the Lakers thought, oh, we're getting someone that is going to shoot at least 40%. This year, Danny Green shot 37% from three. His field goal percentage went down 5%. His three-point percentage went down almost 9%. Rebounds, assists and blocks have all gone down. He's playing less minutes, less points as well. So that's why they wouldn't mind getting rid of Danny Green if they had to, getting rid of that 15 mil just to get a, a former all-star. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, I think it's a good take. I think that DeRozan, I think DeRozan would be a great addition to the team. I know Jutong has some, some uh, discontent about DeRozan not being a pure shooter, but I mean, he's a guy who can create his own shot, take pressure off AD and LeBron. Um. Yeah, it's that. That's the issue with that's the issue with the Lakers. You know, they don't have enough guys who can who can really score. Um, but DeRozan is one of those guys, and I think that would help them a lot. I think it's a good, and it, I think it's like you know relatively plausible too, especially if they don't if they don't make it to the finals. Yeah, I don't think they will make it to the finals, but we already talked about that. But uh, either way, they know they need a third option in order to like take their game to the next level to be the number one team that's declared by everybody. But like. I don't think it's going to be DeMar DeRozan just because of financially what you said and, like, the fit, as Jatong was saying. But they're going to get somebody. I don't know who it's going to be, but they need someone to make this team legitimate. Mm. Is he a free agent this year? He, That's what you're player saying? Player option. Yeah, if he declines his player option, then yes. Which he's not, he's not according, happy. To, yeah, he's going to yeah, decline. According to Bleacher Report, he is planning on declining it because they haven't reached a contract extension yet. And he is publicly, 
I don't know if this is public actually, but it's known that he is not happy in San Antonio. Yeah, everybody knows that. But uh, I think we're done with this take. Jatong, do you want to move on to yours? All right, okay. So my final take is that whoever wins the finals this year will be less fulfilled than they expected. Similar to like how KD wasn't as fulfilled when he won his first championship. And the reason is that this championship will be a lot less meaningful to the fans of the team that wins because it wasn't played in the city. So the fans gain a lot less. And so the first off, the, the games right now, I mean, they, they don't even kind of feel like NBA games that much, right? Because the atmosphere is entirely different. Like there's nobody chanting defense, and the courts aren't even the the courts aren't even color coded to match the home team. And at the end of games, there just isn't as much suspense as there used to be. So it just like feels a lot less official. And then secondly, the during a team's playoff run, the entire energy of a city changes. But when the games are being played in Orlando, I think the fans of that city, mostly casual fans, feel less invested. Because, like, they don't see, like, the same home court that they're used to seeing. There's less hype. And even though that this may be better for basketball purists, there's a reason why professional teams are based in cities, right? Because when teams are based in cities, it's a lot more personal to the fans. And so when, when you lose that aspect of the game to the bubble, I think fans won't be as excited. I think when the team comes back with a championship, you know, like – it's going to be anticlimactic. Like when the when a team wins, there's not going to be like that uh, the confetti or the washing party, or there's no there's not going to be screaming or cheering. It'll just be like two teams in an empty gym. And when they return, there's not going to be any fans to greet them at the airport. There's not going to be a championship parade. So I don't think the players will be nearly as happy with the championship that they have. You know, I actually agree with Chitong. I think the players won't be as happy, but I definitely think that, you know, they'll have it in mind. It was a lot tougher this year, and, you know, it's it was a lot harder compared to any other team. I, I do think players, fans, ownership may not be as content, but I think they can be content with the hard work that they put in. Coming off a break like that, going to Orlando, away from your families, friends, and all the normal life, you go in, you play and do your job just as well. So players, they will recognize their hard work, but yeah, maybe that happiness of going to the parade and popping champagne bottles won't be there. No, I disagree with both of you just because like, even though they're not going to have a championship parade, a championship is still a championship. I'd argue that it's harder this year than it is most years, just because like, You've had to stay ready as soon as the season ended on March 12th or whatever the day was to the day the bubble started. Like you had no idea when the season was going to start back up. And also you're still playing the same teams who've played either way. It's not like easier to do so. It's still going to be really hard to win this championship. And the fans in the cities recognize that. They see that like their team, they're still going to win a championship. We wouldn't see any difference because we live in Atlanta. But say a team like Miami, they could be going off right now. Like we just have no idea. I just think that either way, the players will see the work that they put in, like you were, like Akil was saying, they'll be content with it just based off the fact that they beat the they beat the other teams. Like it's still a championship; it, everything still applies, in my opinion. But uh, what do you I, think, Paul? I dis I disagree with Akshay and, and completely agree with Detong and Akil. And I guess the other thing is, I'm I'm glad that you said like you know yes, the players are going to be less fulfilled with a championship. 
but this doesn't take anything away from the legitimacy of the championship. You know, like the championship is still just as legit as it was before. Um, and actually for the higher seeded teams, I think it's, it's, it's been a more difficult road because they haven't had the home court advantage that they normally would have. Um, but, but I, I agree that, you know, yeah, the players aren't going to be as fulfilled as they normally would because like having people congratulate you, getting to go down that championship parade, popping champagne, like with, with your teammates, there's, there's a different feeling with that. It's, let me give you an example. It's like, if you like accomplish something, you know, in school um, or in work or something like that, you know, Jatong gets a really good grade or he gets expected into like a prestigious program or something like that. He feels better when Paul, Akshay and Akil, you know, they come over to his house and they congratulate him and they tell him, dude, you did a fantastic job. Then compared to if, you know, if he sees the results on the computer screen and nobody else knows about it, you know, obviously he knows in an abstract sense the accomplishment is just the same, but there's a difference when everyone in the world is congratulating you about that accomplishment. So I think they'll feel, I think they'll feel a little bit worse, but I don't think it takes anything away from like the legitimacy, the legitimacy of the championship, like whoever wins it earned it. No, I think it's different because the only thing you're losing is like the championship parade, but they still have that. You're you're losing, you're, you're losing your, like, don't you think that the players in the bubble right now, don't you think that, they aren't representing their city as much anymore. They're still going to get the recognition across the city, though. Even if they win after the, I don't know. They won't. They will. They'll have banners everywhere, murals across the city. There's going to be like the hype is still going to be no, there for the fans. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think because I think in under in, in normal circumstances those murals would exist, but because they played away and because it's not as there's not there's much less hype. I don't think the, the casual fan just feels less invested. Yeah, but I I just think like the city still feels the championship. Like they're still representing their city. Why? It's just an why, 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 let me if you let me talk, I'll say it. Like it doesn't matter where the games <laughs> it doesn't matter where the games were played. The team is still representing the city. Like it does. Like if you say India, for example, in cricket, I know Keel likes cricket. Uh, India goes and wins the World Cup in England or whatever. They're still going to feel the same joy in India. Everyone's still going to be screaming and doing whatever. Like, they're still going to feel that excitement and there's still going to be such a hype around the team. But, like, we we don't know. Only time will tell. We'll only see what happens in the city after whoever wins the championship well, wins Arshay, it. Actually, actually, let me ask you this. First of all, none of those players are native to uh, Miami, which is why it's different from, like, representing your country. Because... If if you if if okay, let me give you an example. If let's let's say we got rid of like let's say teams just didn't play in their cities anymore, and every team maybe like from now on we just have a bubble, where Miami Heat doesn't play in Miami, they play in the bubble. Do you think that uh, you think at at that point do you think they're really representing Miami just because it says Miami Heat? I mean, they, I they think, lived in that city. They played in that city for, like, basically played, the whole past season. Past that, past that. Yeah, but they still... From now on, from now on, if they call themselves the Miami Heat, but they don't play in Miami anymore, are they still representing the city as much as they were before? They, they and, got... and, and do the fans still have the same amount of pride? No. Yes. The answer is no. It is. Here, the answer here, is guys. No, uh, are you dumb? No, I'm not. Chitong, Akshay, and Paul. If I may, I think I have a good example for us to help Akshay understand our perspective. Okay, as we know, I love Ak- you so much, Akio. <laughs> no, no. So, like, Akshay, 
this is what we're trying to get at. I'll give you a better example than Chitong's. You're on the North U baseball team. This past year, if you were to win the like the state That's championship, not gonna we're no, not going to win. Yeah, don't degrade North U baseball. But here's <laughs> hey, the thing. Hey, hey. The thing. Use me as an example because ta- we're about to win a state championship. No, no, yeah, but we would have. We would have. This is just to help like <laughs> Akshay understand the perspective. If you guys won the state championship this past year, do you think it would have meant more, and you would have felt a bit, even the slightest bit, happier than you would if you were to win this coming spring? Bro, I'm just like. What's the no, difference? Just, what, what What's the difference between the two seasons? I feel the same exact happiness. You come back to school the next day after like your championship game and everyone's going up to you saying, yeah, Akshay, you know, I heard you did so good, man. Congrats on the championship. Well, when you go home and sit in front of your parents and say, I won the championship, they just tell you to go do SAT. How would you feel? Does that not make a difference? Yeah, I don't think that applies here just because like we're not. No, I think it applies. Exactly. Let me, let me say why it doesn't apply first of all, and then you can speak. Okay. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. But like you're talking oh about God. one school. I'm talking about a whole city. Like the city is still going to have that sort of aroma to it. Like I'm sure I'll be locked aroma? in my house. I don't, they're not allowed to come outside, bro. What do you mean they're going to have the same? Bro, look outside. Of course, you're not allowed to go outside, but you go to Shake Rag Park, as most of us are doing in half an hour, and you're still going to see it packed with people. Like, either way, there's still people who just go outside, and you're still going to feel that enjoyment, feel that encouragement. Like, they're not locked in one place. It's like, me, I'm not going to go back to Northview the rest of the year. The players are still going to be in the city, whether it's to get groceries or play in an open gym. They're still going to see people and feel that recognition. That's just my opinion. But Akil, no, I'm saying what makes them what makes them a part of Miami is them playing in Miami. No, so when you get rid of that, they're no longer Miami. No, they still feel right? Miami. They're still representing the people of Miami, nah. regardless of whether they play in or not. Like Akil, I, I, the India example, Akil said nationality, but like if you guys know, there's this thing called the IPL, which is the Indian Premier League, which is sort of like a domestic cricket circuit within India. But right now they're playing in Dubai, which is you know obviously not in India. And say the Chennai Super Kings won Akil. They're still gonna feel that rage in the city of Chennai, and everybody's still gonna go crazy. Do you agree with that statement? Not entirely. Why? Because if you were in the city of the, the final, would be played in Chennai, right? Mm-hmm. So at that point, when you're playing in front of your fans and you hit a shot out of the park, you think that you do you think that would be more hype than them, you know, hitting a shot out of the park in Dubai? Okay, but either way, like there would only be a small percentage of the people in the stands feeling that atmosphere. Most what? of the people, no, 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 no. Like most of the fans are going to be uh, like watching on their television screens. When you look at the numbers, like a lot more are watching on the TV rather than actually being at the stadium. So I'm just saying the majority of the fe- city still gets the same feeling. Like, like there's no difference to it, but that's just my opinion. Mm. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So we've kind of discussed a lot on this podcast so far. And uh, I think it's a good time to wrap it up because we're coming up on like 80 minutes now. So probably a good idea to shut it down here. And um, I just want to say thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Share it with anyone you think might like sports or might like this podcast. And uh, thanks. Bye.